What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 31 of Nintendo Noise, Slip Screen Games Weekly Nintendo Podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my very good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. And Mr. Joey Huerta. Goodbye, goodbye. Hello, goodbye, hello, goodbye, listeners. Welcome back to another week on <laughs> Nintendo Noise. We've got a... A really fun episode for you here, of course, because Mario Kart has some brand new DLC for the first time in years. Mario Kart is uh, back in the conversation, and uh, we, you know, we have some thoughts. We have uh, a potential leak looking at what some of the next courses might be. So we're going to pull that out and speculate wildly, as well as make some of our own picks for courses that we hope will come later on. Uh, but it's also a very special birthday today one of your favorite handhelds and mine the game boy advance turns 21 years old today and boy every time we hit one of these uh anniversaries now i just i feel my bones turning to dust you know um <laughs> the fact that the game boy advance is old enough to drink uh it makes me feel some kind of way i'm not gonna lie to you but we're gonna celebrate the console uh, that was the follow-up to the Game Boy today. We are going to talk about some of our favorite Game Boy Advance memories. And of course, as we you can come to expect on this show, we're doing a ranking. So we each have our top five, personal top five favorite games on the Game Boy Advance of all time, which will then be ranking into a definitive top ten list from Nintendo Noise. So uh, you're going to want to stick around for all of that. And, and a bunch of you wrote in with your memories as well. So it, it's, it's going to be a jam-packed episode, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. But before we get into that, let me remind you that this episode of Nintendo Noise is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of March. They are, of course, Christian Oliveria, Christopher Valenz, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Asobi, Mary Berry, Smilky Shake, Wakahula, and Zade Ida. Thank you all so much your support over on patreon.com slash games y'all are the real to the real and we appreciate your support of this fine program but that is not the only way you can show your support there's a bunch of ways you can find us all over the web and of course the easiest way to find links to all of those places is to head over to our website flipscreen.games where you can find uh links to where you can write into the show questions at flipscreen.games you can find links to our twitch channel where we're live every wednesday and thursday and now pretty much like every day at some point steve is going live he's going live all the time we had a whole podcast unscheduled today on twitch where we talk we steve was unboxing old game boy advance games it's a great time over there on that twitch channel so you're going to want to go give us a follow so that you know when we go live uh even if it's not at one of the scheduled times we should be live at some point for you so go check it out um, and, of course, there's a bunch of other ways that you can come and interact with us, show your support. Uh, however you choose to do so, we appreciate you being here and being a part of what we're doing here at Flip Screen Games. Uh, so come check it out. Be a part of what we're doing. So let's jump into the Mario Kart of it all, right? Of course, Mario Kart 8's uh, two new cup, or no, sorry, just the first new cup. No, it's uh, two new cups. No, it's two. two. Yeah. It's two. Yeah. You're right. Uh, dropped just this past week. We've all gotten a chance to play it. We've got eight new courses in Mario Kart 8 for the first time since the DLC came to Wii U in, what, 2014? Insane. Oh, insane to think uh, that the game got new content yes. all this time <laughs> later, right? Um, so I want to I just talk about our thoughts and impressions on it overall. Um, 
Steve, why don't why don't you come off the bench? What what do you what are your thoughts on the two new cups? How are you feeling about you know having new Mario Kart content? Being a big Mario Kart fan, do you feel like this is kind of putting Mario Kart back on your radar in a meaningful way? How are you, how are you feeling about it right now? I I had a really good time with these. I've I've played um, played through both of them, and do you know what? They feel even fresher to me than I thought they would because I've not really played many of the uh, the Mario Kart Tour tracks like i think the first initial batch they, they put out and then i never really went back and uh, so i don't know those courses like the back of my hand like i know some of the others that are in in the game like coconut mal for example it was like coming home to an an old friend it was really <laughs> delightful just to like get around that course i knew exactly where the shortcuts were and what to do same with choco mountain but the the new courses are really different because they they all seem to like divul- diverge into like two different sections or at least like the, the Paris one. I think Sometimes the Tokyo even one more. does. Yeah, and and depending on which route you go, and I ended up accidentally going different routes in in different uh, times that I played them. You can really see different parts of the course, different things happen, different events. It's really really cool and. Yeah, the courses look very different. It kind of feels like you're playing two different games, especially considering the way you switch between them. Like you click the right bumper, it brings up like a whole different menu rather than it being on one screen. It's like a whole separate screen of like, look, this is basically a whole other game you've got here with all of these different 48 tracks that you're going to get eventually and across the, I guess, 12 um the 12 different cups that we're going to get and it was really really cool um so i've had a, i've had a really good time with them um i don't know that this is going to go back into permanent rotation for me just on the regular i'm looking forward to streaming some of it with people on on twitch but there's just so much going on at the moment i mean we've got kirby on the horizon it's coming out tomorrow if you're listening to this when it comes out and i feel like that's going to be swallowing up the majority of my time However, I Not am intended. visiting family this weekend <laughs> and like I could I could like quite easily see myself dipping in and trying out the new courses. And I think it levels out the playing field again because the problem was whenever I played with, with friends or family in Mario Kart, because I've played these for like hundreds of hours at this point, no one ever wanted to play with me because it was just like, oh, you know exactly what you're doing. You're going to win. What's the point? It's boring. And so unless I was playing online with people or I was playing with people on Twitch or whatever, no one wanted to play these these games with me, which was always a, a, a big disappointment. So I'm glad glad that there's some new courses to kind of level things out a little bit mm-hmm. how about you chewy yeah i mean i've had a ton of fun with them so far i like the mix that we've got i, the, I on the other hand like i did play quite a bit of mario kart tour so some of these are ones that i spent a lot of time with on there and this might be a little bit of a hot take but i kind of like the setup for how mario kart tour handles the courses um it's a little bit different in that whereas like you know all the races are two laps in that game but as you like continue the course will return but you'll get like a remixed version of it and i do like how they mixed it into um the tour tracks here where it's like all three laps have like a little variation of what's going on but i don't know i i think tour really just like committed to making the the race feel completely new. Um, And I think one way they could have kind of approached it is like changing it between the speeds, 
you know, like really messing with the courses, depending on like what speed you're on, um, be it, you know, 100 CC, 150 CC, 200 and what have you. But I don't know. It's a small thing. Overall, I do like the changes, but I think they also could have gone further and applied those changes to some of the other retro tracks that they brought back because I know I, I imagine one of the tracks that's going to come back in the future it's one of my wish list tracks but um, Calamari Desert for example they did what my childhood me always dreamt of them doing which was create a route that goes through that and goes through like where the train goes the tunnel and everything like they they set it up so you could actually do that at points in that track and i'm just like we're probably just gonna get the base n64 calamari desert <laughs> where you just gotta avoid the train or whatever but it was really cool to see how they handled that in tour and i'm kind of sad they weren't given like the liberty to change the those other retro tracks a little bit more and could only do the tour tracks like that but really i mean it's a lot of new tracks just looking at the list like because you know like you were saying you toggle between them and you can see all of the new cups and i'm just i keep scrolling through hoping that like the tracks would just magically pop up and let me play them <laughs> because it's so it's just so enticing you know they're they're sitting right there nintendo knows i, I want them right now <laughs> yeah i i was surprised to see that um when i did actually boot it up and like seeing that they were showing off what all of the cups are without telling us what the tracks are yet which is it's interesting it's interesting to think that like they already have it all figured out and like road mapped out and it's oh just, yeah especially when you, you know, consider mm-hmm. some of the data mine stuff that's come out as well like there's been there's been there was a mod um put out that someone cracked it someone on twitter called fish guy six five six four put a put like managed to put a mod on his um I guess hacked uh, Nintendo Switch that seemingly reveals which console all of the tracks in all of the different cups come from. So whether it's from like Nintendo GameCube or if it's from the Wii or if it's from Mario Kart Tour. So that's really got the cogs working mm-hmm. in the in the rumor mills of like, oh, I wonder, what, like trying to map out exactly which tracks are going to come to which cup based on like what the cup is, based on like which console it came from and things like that which is always good fun (laughs) yeah it was really funny i was um you know streaming it like everybody else was and i was going i was showing them all the tracks and stuff and just like straight faced i got to i think it's the turnip cup and i was like oh yeah this is the one where they're gonna add all the animal crossing levels and then just like scrolled right (laughs) through and kept and then i I saw the chat going like what they're adding animal crossing levels and i was like no no they're not sorry i was just kidding (laughs) to put that out there (laughs) totally Um, just joking so sorry (laughs) yeah so um i I also have have played all of the the cups so far. Um, I I really really enjoyed them. Um, I think like I I appreciated how many of them are ones I've not experienced because I never played Tour, I never played uh, Mario Kart DS, and I've never played I forget what it's called, but the one on the GBA. Um, so the Lucky Cat Super Cup Circuit. is literally all brand new courses to me wow um which is awesome so the only one you knew uh, was coconut mal well on on uh golden dash there's yeah choco mountain and coconut mall and then 
Toad Circuit, I kind of know. Like, I played a little bit of Mario Kart 7. I wasn't, like, big into it, but, like, my cousin... Um, I, I have a, a cousin who's in her, like, 40s, and she has two kids that are, you know, um, now teenagers. Uh, and so I'm, like, kind of like an uncle figure to them. And her son had Mario Kart 7 and, like, loved it. And I remember for, like, years when we would do family parties, we, we you could do the um, share play with that. So I've played a decent amount of Mario Kart 7. So I'm, like, I, I know Toad Circuit, right? But it's not it's not one that I'm, like, intimately familiar yeah. with. Um, mm-hmm. But still, I mean, if you count that, six out of eight are, like, basically totally new content for me, which is super cool. Yeah, um, honestly, Toad Circuit is like a good example of what I was talking about with Tour because I remember playing this one in Tour quite a bit, and the the later versions of it were just so much more interesting with like more ramps, more directions to go, and this one just feels so standard, kind of like first two cup Mario Kart tracks. You yeah. know how they go? <laughs> um, yeah, I get yeah. what you mean. And I feel like that's, like, the circuit ones are always like that, right? Like, there's, like, the Mario circuit, the Luigi circuit, and those are both, like, very basic tracks. Yeah. Similar in that way. Um, but it's funny, Chewy, you beat me to it, the hot take. Like, I thought the tour courses are really cool. Like, oh, yeah. spoiler alert, one of the things yeah. we were talking, we, I said we were going to talk about is, like, what are the tracks that we want to come to the game? And after playing... I had actually made a list of like old tracks that I wanted, but now I'm like, I actually just want all of the Mario Kart tour yeah. tracks that are based <laughs> on cities. I just want all of those. Like, yeah, those are, that's my number one wish list. Like there's, um, one called New York minute. There's London loop, Vancouver velocity, Los Angeles laps and Berlin byways. Like, if, if we're only picking five, like, those are my five. I, I, I think, want those. I think those are all coming based on the data mine. It looks like it. Uh, it looks like there's some other ones, though. Uh, like, uh, the data mine also found, like, names of courses that are seemingly coming. So, Sydney Sprint, LA Laps, New York Minute are all confirmed, seemingly, from Tor. Yes. And we got Cooper Cape, uh, Maple Treeway from the Wii. Mario Circuit from the Snares, Vanilla Lake from the Snares, and Rainbow Road from the 3DS. I did not need another Rainbow Road. Like, this is already Rainbow Road the game. We've got, like, four Yeah, but you gotta have point. it. You gotta have it at this point, right? <laughs> like, if you're doing the DLC and you're like, there's another Rainbow Road, like, let's get it in there. Let's get it in there. Come on, cause think about it, right? There's freaking, what is it, 12 new cups? Yeah. It's a lot of courses they gotta fill out. Yeah, get the, get the third Rainbow Road in there. Why not? Put what every I really, Rainbow Road in. Every what, single one. <laughs> what I really want them to do now, though, like, I feel like now that I'm I'm messing around with this, is my number one request would be to let me make my own cups. Yeah, it would be cool. To be I want to mix and match. Yeah. Mix and match, yeah. I've, I've so always cool. thought that. that I get, can you not do that? You can do the thing where you pick. I guess you can, but it doesn't save it as a cup, right? You can pick courses and just do it piecemeal and like just yeah. have like races, but it's yeah, not yeah. The same. You can just go like race by race, I think. But um, you want the pink yeah, cup we, that has like the best, yeah, the best of them, in, yeah. And like you know, if they were going to be really cool about it, like they they let you do like the um, I don't know if any of you have either of you have seen any of the the stuff that's been coming out about the new WWE uh, 2K game, but like you can like put in logos yourself so like if we wanted to like oh. make ourselves have, and like, make like flip a flip screen, screen. yeah that would be awesome. yeah like you could do that right and like it would be really cool if they would let me do that like i would love to just be like oh like let's pick 
you know, like our four favorite courses and like, you know, upload that to like the list, you know, and I don't know, like have like a Mario uh, maker kind of thing where everybody can like make their own custom cups. You know, that would be fun. <laughs> um, but I, I, I really was into this more than I thought I would be. Like, I, I, I love Mario Kart 8. I think Mario Kart 8's the best Mario Kart. I like Mario Kart quite a bit. Um, but it's not... I'm not, like, frothing at the mouth for the next one either right now. Like, I'm kind of like, yeah, like, I've had my fill of that. And, I'll, you know, a new, a new one will be cool, but... That's whatever. because I think we had Mario Kart 8 Deluxe not that long ago on the grand scheme of things compared to... But if, if you play... And I guess, similar to me, you didn't really play Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U. So I I played it with other people like I had a friend that had it but I didn't yeah. have it myself. Whereas like uh, I I guess people like Chewy had it. It's been like what f- 14 years so ridiculous since we've so had like long. another one. Like prior to that it's just such a long time to to go at this point since cuz yeah. I guess the previous console version before that was Mario Kart Wii. There's been mm-hmm. a long yeah, time since we had like another home console version of mario kart and to finally have i mean this game's almost 10 tracks. years old yeah right like <laughs> that's yeah. the crazy thing um but yeah, anyway the, if, the, uh, just to uh, finish uh, the, the the point the, the thing the reason i said that is like i do feel like this breathes new life into it in a way i'm kind of surprised by like i am eager to like get a stream going and like challenge each other and see like who among us is the best and it's probably chewy and you know, I I feel like I feel like that is something that I haven't wanted to do in a while. You know, I haven't felt motivated to be like, yeah, yeah let's I mean, stream Mario. There's been, Kart. there's been other stuff, right? It's been like, oh, let's play Mario Party instead, or let's yeah. you know do a Splatoon thing. There's 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 always something else that we could play, which I think is why we never went and bothered with Mario Kart again. But I, I dig that this makes me feel like, oh yeah, like at least every time a new set of these comes out there'll be a moment where Mario Kart's back on the map, even just for a little bit. And that's, mm-hmm. that's I'm more excited about that than I thought I would be. So, Chu, you were trying to, to get, up, get up there. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> 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 totally forgot it. I um, apologize. <laughs> no, no, no I, problem I was, at all. I was going to ask, I've seen a lot of complaints about it, and it's from the same people that compare trees in video games about the visual styles of these. And they are yeah. clearly quite different from the original base game from, like, what, 2013, something like that at this point, versus the new tracks. And, like, yeah, maybe there is some, like, mm-hmm. change in visual fidelity or whatever. But I just don't feel like all of the courses looked the same in the original batch anyway. Like, even the DLC courses looked different in that batch. It had a different visual style and visual aesthetic from course to course to course. Like, and I don't really care because when I'm blitzing around those tracks super, super fast and I'm having a good time with it, why do I care if the grass has a little bit more texture in that map than this one? Mm-hmm. yeah i when they first when like this news first came out i remember we reacted to it and i think that was kind of like the general consensus was like yeah i mean whatever like yeah like they'll look different but you probably won't notice you're only you're only ever playing them in a cup right so if each cup has cohesiveness then like how much are you going to notice that unless you are like taking screenshots and comparing them or making your um, own cups sure mm-hmm. but even that right like i don't know i I don't I I'm with you. I don't I don't care. Like yeah. I don't feel like it 
matters. Like every cup is or every track is very different and has a different style. And, you know, they're all like pulling from games that range from games that were on handhelds to 16-bit systems to modern tech and like of course they're all going to have a different style to some degree like I don't know I feel like that's kind of expected um for me anyway when it comes to Mario Kart and the style of Mario Kart right um Mm -hmm. at least with this where this game feels like it's like a greatest hits you know as well as a lot of new stuff I just when I was playing it I was looking at it with that in mind to be like Oh, am I noticing these differences? Is this something that's sticking out to me? And like, I didn't. It, it didn't, no. and it doesn't. I don't. I don't think it matters. And I mean, like, not to say that. Like, I don't know. Like, if you care about it, I guess that's valid. But like, I just, I feel like it's much to do about nothing. You know, like to me, like I'm just happy to have good new content and like fun dynamic courses. And I feel like all these levels are fun and different and. I really enjoyed getting through both cups, you know? Yeah, I, I think overall I'd take it as a sign of like, okay, the, the other team is working on whatever the next new Mario Kart is. And so, you know, when they have assets that they could reuse that have already been done, redone, like, yeah, I mean, that's that's what you got to do to make it pretty quickly, right? Put it out there. They're, so. they're working on the next Diddy Kong Racing, right? That's what they're doing. Not, not the I hope cut. so. I need that. <laughs> Why would you say that, Steve? You're just hurting people. You're just out here hurting people's feelings now. Man, <laughs> I wish. I wish they'd make that. <laughs> but yeah, I um, so I wanted to talk about like I guess the courses we have right now of the new ones. What is your favorite? And then what are the courses you'd like to see moving forward? So, I already threw out my five. Like I said, I just want all the Mario Kart Tour City stuff. That's I, I really... Guess, uh, yeah, I guess I'm the same. Like, I have all the courses I loved the most. Coconut Mal was the one. Remember when it was announced? So I was like, I want Coconut yep. Mal. And it was the first one out of the gate. So I basically got what I wanted at this point. And I love that one. And I would say the Paris of the Tour ones has been my favorite. I love, I love that one. It's really good fun. And you just see like the Eiffel Tower and you blitz around the roundabouts and it's stuff. So cool. It's really it's cool. so different too, right? Because like every Mario Kart level has always been not in the in real Mario world. location. Yeah, so yeah. having something in the real world is like it's, yeah. it's, it's it feels novel, you know? Yeah, which in the same way that mm-hmm. going around Hyrule Castle and around like the Animal Crossing forest and town was was novel at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An excite bike. <laughs> excite bike, yeah. <laughs> I I really like the Tokyo Blur uh and the Ninja Hideaway too. Like, Ninja Hideaway is really cool, yeah. Mm. That's a standout. The fact, I think. That has like three different ways you can go through it. Like, it's so I don't know confusing. if it's confusing. It's, it's really confusing. <laughs> it's a hard course, but I really liked it. Yeah. Um I think I'll have to learn really the Ninja Hideaway one a lot more because there's just like so many different things going on in that one. And I remember just being like, wait, I'm in first place. Why is there a banana ahead of me on lap one? Oh, the Shy Guys dropped that? Weird. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I'd say my favorites are definitely, like Paris Promenade tops it for me. I think that one is just awesome so course. Good, yeah. I love how the how it varies and everything. Coconut Mall also up there. And then, yeah, Tokyo Blur. Like those, those three 
super take it for me. But I, I've also always been a fan of like car other cars in Mario Kart. So Shroom Ridge is really. I fun like that to one me. a lot too. Yeah. It, and it's uh, like I know a lot of people complain about like the blind turns and the chaos and everything, but I'm like that's that to me is like the great equalizer. I in couldn't Mario play Kart. that on 200cc though. That is impossible. <laughs> I don't know how anyone plays that that course on 200cc. For me, Mario Kart True. is like should max out at 150. That feels like the baseline speed that it was designed. Yeah, I think to so be too. played at <laughs> and like 200 just takes it too far. Like there's no way you can react in time. I don't think. You, yeah. you just have to like memorize the course. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, I, I guess that's possible. You have to play it really differently. You have to use the brakes. That's that's unheard yeah. of. Which I never do. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a button I never press. Yeah. On one or two of these courses, I did use it because there's like really sharp turns, and if you're if you're, you know, carving like the way you normally do, like there's a couple where you you might just go right into a wall if you don't don't bump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then the other one I liked, it really brought me back to this game because it's been a long time. I'm sure we'll talk about, well, maybe we'll talk about it, but Sky Garden. I think that's like the GBA one. I remember spending a lot of time on the GBA Mario Kart. I think it was Super Circuit. And yeah, that one is just like a really nice update to if you ever just go back to the GBA, you're like, oh, yeah, this looked a lot different than it does now in Mario Kart 8. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that one brought me back. I felt nostalgic for that game. Very nice. So in terms of any other wish list courses, Steve, I know you said you got all yours. Do you have any that you want to throw out, Chewy? Oh, yeah. Um I probably wrote too many, so I'll go pretty quickly. Luckily, some of these are already in tour, too. Uh, Maple Treeway definitely tops the list. That one's in tour and probably already confirmed to come. Um, Daisy Hills is a fun one that I've also revisited in tour, as well as Shy Guy Bazaar. Those are both from Mario Kart 7. Um, Peach Gardens on the DS. That one's always a delight. And then Dino Dino Jungle. In double dash i had that, that on my list as well yeah that one's wild i love that course and then the rest are n64 ones i mentioned calamari desert in past episodes i've mentioned banshee boardwalk and then dk's jungle parkway that, that has was the also on giant <laughs> giant jump that you go over <laughs> it's a fun one yeah yeah shout out to uh peach beach wario coliseum and dk mountain as well those are all on my list <laughs> All right. So uh, before we get into our talking point all about the GBA, just a couple quick uh, updates for you on the news front. Uh, If you didn't see, the Nintendo Switch got an update this week that adds folders. Oh, my God. They they called it groups, though, so I don't think it counts. (laughs) Oh, it counts. What are you kidding me? None of us bet on it. Who cares? I know. I swear this was on my list last year, and I went with a web browser this year instead of folders because I thought they're not going to fucking do folders. And and now they've done this. (laughs) Absolutely silly. You were were this close, buddy. Um, But, yeah, I mean, great functionality, long overdue, weird to see it come this late in the game. But doesn't work exactly how I want, though. Like, I wanted the folder on the main strip, but it's hidden away in the all software section. And then you have to, like, sort by by groups and it shows up in the groups. It's annoying that you can't, like, pin them. Yeah, I wanted it like I want the first one on my list to be like the folder with all of the games I play in. 
and I can just like pin them into the specific position I want, but it doesn't work like that, which is a shame. But it's a step. It's 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 a feature, a new operating it's still system useful. feature. Very useful. <laughs> like I'm excited to be able to put like games that I reviewed that I don't ever intend on playing ever again in a folder. Like, just delete and hide them. it away. Just get rid of them. If you delete it instead of archiving it, it won't even have an icon anymore. It's great. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Sometimes I like to glide through and be like, ugh. I will say, the the thing I do kind of like about them being like kind of groups instead of folders is that when you did the folders in like older um, Nintendo consoles, it would take that game and that was basically like where it would live, right? But yeah. the groups, like you can put games into multiple lists now. Which makes so and, much sense. It's like a playlist, yeah. right? It's like, oh, this Mario game is also a racing game. So I might want it in the Mario games folder and the racing games folder or the fighting games folder. And it just makes so yeah. much sense. It's how it should have always worked all along. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it never yeah, did. Yeah, the first thing... The first thing I made was an up next group where nice I just put one. like the 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 games I really want to like play and beat and focus on for now. So which has yeah. Monster Hunter in there, right? <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, well, I guess it doesn't have Rise in there. But I haven't put um, stories in there yet. But that that will go in there. Okay, working through <laughs> that backlog. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of games that I'm like pretty close to beating and just haven't yet. So I was like, you know what? Let's just put them up next. That's it. <laughs> all right. And then our next piece of news is that uh, bad news for all you Dragalia Lost fans, of which I know there are literally dozens of you. Hey, um, I have a whoa, lot of five star characters. People in are going to be like hating on you. This Patreon producer's milkshakes <laughs> is, was devastated by this news. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. If you if you are a listener from back in the loot pots days, I stayed up until fucking two in the morning to write up the uh, direct announcement of this game. Like they hyped this thing up and then nobody cared about it. So I, I'm, you know, yeah, because it was I, a I, new IP from Nintendo on a mobile platform. We were like, this could be the start of something cool. This could should be have been a big like deal. The Dragalia Lost Universe, yeah. and they could come to other platforms. And now they're just killing it. And I love their announcement. It's just like, thank you for playing the Dragalia Lost game. It's like, okay, like it's just yeah. so weirdly worded. It says, uh, I mean, yeah, the, well, the the. From the, the Twitter, they said, we'd like to share information about the future of Dragalia Lost. After the main campaign has ended, service for the game itself will end at a later date. Please see the message linked below for more details, and thank you for playing. Yeah, it's, it's shutting down so sometime they... in the next year, and they have no idea when, which is just great for fans. The last, yeah, the, well, the campaign's going to end in July. Um... So that's part two of twenty of chapter twenty six, and then that's like the the actual end of the story. Um, so my my question is though, when it says service for the game itself will come to a close, does that just mean that they're gonna take that the game? Sounds like they're shutting it down. Yeah, it's been shut down entirely. Yeah. yeah. Like why? Why don't you just make it offline so people can because just play the, I, play I, I, the I content? It's difficult to make like a gacha game offline. Mm. Yeah. I guess. That's a shame. They should have brought the characters to Smash. Then it would have been more popular. Yeah, I mean, look what it did to Fire Emblem. (laughs) It's true. Uh, But anyway, you know, sad news for all you Dragalia Lost fans. And, you know, a shame. Hopefully they'll find a way to, you know, 
provide some kind of offline support so that folks who've invested in the game for the last three years have the ability to you know do, sucks, do something yeah. with that but it really it really um, does yeah. suck and it, it feels like nintendo are just slowly pulling out of the mobile space apart 100%. from 100%. apart from like the heavy hitters like mario kart it's like dr mario went this one went I can see Pikmin going next, which is great news for Chewy and bad news for everyone yeah, else. Yeah, Pikmin Bloom is next. It's <laughs> going to be gone any minute now. There's no way Pikmin Bloom was more popular than Dragalia Lost. <laughs> like, that's... Yeah. Can't, I can't imagine. I think Chewy and I are the guess, only two people that ever played it. <laughs> if I had to guess, they'll keep Pokemon Go, Fire Emblem, maybe Pocket Camp, but I don't know how that's doing these days. But Pokemon Go and Fire Emblem seem to be like the real money makers for them. Tour, right? Maricot Tour is a biggie for them. Yeah, probably that one. I, I, and Super I, Mario I Run still the there, a bit. raking in the $10 a piece. Of, like, just weirdly. <laughs> raking in tens of dollars. <laughs> tens of dollars. That's According like to you, you, Steve, one of the 10 best Mario games ever made. They can't, they can't get rid of that. That's like when you look at the Xbox One sales and see that they're in like in literal double digits in Japan oh, <laughs> for, the, no. for the entire country. And you're just like, wow, that is. It's like a why did you even bother situation. It's like, just, just stop. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, RIP Dragalia lost. Uh, fingers crossed for Chewie's prediction, I guess. <laughs> I need a point. I need one. <laughs> Want to get this guy on the board. All right. So let's jump into our talking point this week. Uh, happy birthday, Game Boy Advance. Great little console. Great little console. So uh, good. Great little family of consoles. Spared many a console. Sure. Wasn't the just SP, that. The original. first ever backlit console. You know? Not the first ever. Deal. We had the, uh, it was first ever Nintendo one, but we had the Game Gear. And the oh, right. One. The Game Gear did have yeah. a light. That's true. It was a chonky boy with the fluorescent yeah. tube in there. Rather and you needed to put LED. like 18D batteries yeah. in it so you could <laughs> yeah. play for like two hours. <laughs> it was like a workout when you lifted that thing up. It's like, oh, God. I remember my, go. <laughs> my best friend growing up had a Game Gear, and I remember he <laughs> could not afford batteries for it. So they had it, <laughs> he just had to plug it in. So I was like, so it's basically just a portable Genesis <laughs> with a smaller light. Library. It was okay. it was cool though. Like it was really cool the game yeah. But oh no, it, it was, was very cooler. cool. Yeah, it was very cool. But uh yeah, we're here to talk about the GBA and the micro um, and the micro. Members. Do you consider that GBA? I consider that GBA. It doesn't have a in the name, but, but it not, is a GBA. I'm not here to talk about it though. If I'm honest, I don't care yeah. about the micro. I never played the micro. You know. Look, they put it out because, you know, when the Ninten- when they put out the DS, they were like, no, we're still supporting the GBA. Yeah, yeah, it was the, like, 2DS XL of the, uh, <laughs> yep. of the Game Boy family. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, for me, like, I-, I have a lot of really good memories with the Game Boy Advance. You know, like, I was a huge, huge Game Boy guy. Um, I missed our episode all about the Game Boy. Hopefully, we'll get to do another one of those one of these days. Yeah, but, we had Nina you know. from the Haken podcast on. Yeah, great episode. Yeah. Go check it out. It's like number three, I think, of Nintendo Noise. Um, and yeah, I mean, I I was very, very entrenched in the Game Boy ecosystem. It was definitely the console that I spent the most time on um, between Pokemon and and a lot of other games that I that I really came to love. Um, and then the Game Boy Advance, it was like. 
it just felt like such a revelation, right? Of just like, yeah. whoa, like the color never, the color definitely felt like a step in the middle, right? It wasn't yeah. that next, like, wow, this is so cool. It was like moment. point five. It really was a point mm-hmm. five, and the GBA felt like, wow, this is like the Game Boy Two. This is so cool. I've got like full on games on this. Like you had three D with like the Mario Kart and stuff like that. It was really, really cool. <laughs> And changed, yeah. and changed the like format. Like we were used to this upright thing, and then it changed to that widescreen format with the shoulder buttons. It was easier to hold in your hands than the original game. But I know some people hate that form factor and prefer the SP and stuff. But do I you remember? It. I think the SP was like insane to hold. It was so small. Um, but do you remember <laughs> how when you put a Game Boy? game in uh the the gba like it stuck out but you could like press the l and r and it would stretch it and make it widescreen and it was like the ugliest thing imaginable (laughs) yeah i remember that was that i guess does that mean the gba was nintendo's first widescreen gaming console i think it was yeah 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 must have been (laughs) what a step Because uh, did it come out before the GameCube? Because that did have some sixteen by nine games on, but I don't know if it came out before or after. Yeah, I, I think they came out the same year, but I don't. I yeah. don't remember which one came first. I think the Game Boy came first. The Game Boy Advance came first because I'm sure the GameCube. You know no, it did. It's like Octoberish time. It was October or November, I think, yeah. of that year. That was really cool, and and I I had the the like original see throughy blue one. I know a lot of people had like the indigo one. I can't yeah. find mine, but yeah, well, well, this got is one, Sarah's. Yeah, I had a <laughs> I had a see through blue one exactly like that one, where Sarah's got a see through pink one. I loved yeah. those colors; they were so good. They were mm-hmm. really cool. And then my brother had right yeah. before, like in between that and the SP, they did another revision. And I don't know if either of you remember that had a better screen on it. It was like a higher contrast screen. Yes. And they did they did it specifically initially in the black model. So my brother had like the black model of the of the Game Boy Advance, and I, I remember him scratching my screen, and I was really upset, and I wanted to steal his Game Boy instead. Um, I don't. I can't find my my Indigo one. That was the one that I had, and it's funny because I know one of the things we said we wanted to talk about memories. Like I have a really funny story about that. Um, so I had wanted the Game Boy Advance, right? And my my you know my parents were very supportive of my my gaming habits. So when I was like, oh my god, there's a new Game Boy. I want the Game Boy Advance. Like this is the number one. Like we got to get this on day one. Like it was a big deal. And I think it's one of the only consoles. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think I got it at launch or like right at launch, basically, because I remember coming home from school and being surprised uh, by it. Like, and it was like, oh, we went, like, we went and got it for you, um, so it would be home when you were home from school. And it was wow, like, oh, I had to wait for Chris till Christmas for mine. Oh, and I was so stoked. I was like, oh my god, that's amazing! Like, thank you so much. And I remember my mom being like. Oh, you know, um, I wanted, you know, I wanted to to bring you and so like you could pick it out and everything, but I wanted to make sure I got it. And like, so, you know, I hope, I hope you're happy with the one I got you. And I was like, oh, I mean, there's only one color I don't want. And it's like the solid purple one, which is like the indigo one that everybody has. And that was, of course, the one that she got. And so I lied and I was like, oh, not this one, the see-through one. That's the one I didn't want. Oh, I definitely wanted that one. But I lied because I didn't want to make her feel bad. (laughs) 
<laughs> and like obviously like who gives a shit right like i was like i was happy to have a game boy advance like i got over it very yeah. quickly um but yeah I, I that was like such a like shitty kid moment right but then i was like all right i saved it i, I did the right yeah. thing <laughs> which one did you have Chain? did you did you get yours from a friend had... as well like all of your other handheld consoles no, this is where um, I, that ended after the Game Boy Color, unfortunately. <laughs> so I had to, you know, start relying on my parents for any of the new ones, right? But I had the same uh, see-through blue. Um, what what is it like? The Arctic blue? It's like or ice that. blue, Arctic blue, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had that one. Mine is so discolored now, just from I don't know. It was sitting Excessive out for a use. while. <laughs> yeah, probably excessive use and that sort of thing. But it's kind of like yellowish now. It's, yeah, it's a little gross. It went horrible in the, in the sun. Yeah, so it probably yeah, just like sat out one day and got pretty discolored. Because the bottom of it like still looks like that normal blue color. But the top of it was like visibly different. <laughs> uh, my brother had the black one as well. Um, I have them both in my possession at the moment, but they're in a box buried under things right now, so I can't pull them out. Um, but yeah, I had those. end up getting the SP, or did you... Man, I wish. Yeah. I, didn't I only had one. the wide one. I never yeah. got an SP. Yeah, we had we had an SP. It was awesome. Uh, we had the front lit one, not the back lit one, uh, and it was amazing because oh, you, you could have it... Well, it was, it was the first one that came out, right? So as soon yeah. as it came out, my parents got it. And you could like plug it in, uh, which was amazing because we were chugging through batteries. I had this goofy ass like thing that you plugged in and then you plugged the cable into the battery compartment on my original Game Boy Advance. But it was like a a gray color and it looked naff compared to like the actual battery compartment. But then on the on the SP, you just plugged it straight in. And I guess it was the first handheld console that did it. And um, it got stolen. And we have no idea where it went. Oh, man. So it was really devastating. Aww. That's such a bummer. I, I, you know, it's funny. I, I, I'm i missing a couple of my original handhelds, and they were all stolen. Like, I guess maybe my GBA got stolen. I have no idea. I thought it was in this bag. Yeah, um, my GBA's gone. I think I may have sold it because I got DS Lite, and it was like, I could play all the GBA games on this anyway. So it was like, sort of, what's the point in keeping a GBA when we, when I already had like something with a backlight on it that could play them. Yeah, I unfortunately did a similar thing. Like I still have a bunch of my Game Boy Color games, but I sold or gave away most of my Game Boy Advance games to like my oh. little cousin or like I sold them to like a, a store when I had like no money and I needed to sell games to buy games. I got rid of a bunch of retro stuff. Um, and because I was like, well, you know... If I need to, if I can always emulate them, I can always get them later. I like, you know, I like it, you know, I'll figure it out. And I just, I really regret yeah. getting rid of that stuff, you know? Like, ah, this is the thing, like, I always tell people, like, when they're like, oh, should I sell my game? Should I sell hardware? It's like, I've never sold something and not regretted it. Period. I wish mm-hmm. I, every piece of hardware I've ever yeah. gotten rid of, I wish I kept, you know? Yeah. I totally get that. I'm just like, like it- I don't have my OG Xbox. I don't have my OG GameCube. Like, a lot of them mm-hmm. gone. Sorry, I didn't mean. I, I mean, I don't have my OG GameCube because I played that thing to death. <laughs> I had to get a new one, literally. <laughs> I don't have mine because it was my brother's, and he refuses to let me take it or the Game Boy Player. He just texts me <laughs> profanity, so I can't have it. <laughs> what a monster! <laughs> yeah, just kidding, Sam. <laughs> you listen to the show. I can't. Don't want. Don't want to start anything. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. yeah, I, uh, I, I just have so many good memories with the, the advance, like the, the Game Boy years were like some of my favorite memories with gaming, you know, and like just spending so much time, like whether it was like in the back of your parents' car, right? And you're oh, going good to grandma's seeing house. It back there. Or... Like I had one of those squiggly light things that plugged into the, the, light? the link port. Link port. Yep. It was fucking terrible because it yep. was just like a, a hotspot on the screen. It wasn't like what you needed, like a source like the sun in, to be able to see that screen. It was so dim. It was a really poor screen on that console. So... I had the warm light originally, and I remember uh, <laughs> it was the silliest thing. So I had the warm light, and I would plug it in, and I would move it around so I could see what was happening on both sides of the That's screen. Ridiculous. Well, I, I would just play Pokemon because it's turn-based, right? Okay. So I, you could get away with it. But then I remember my mom noticed me doing that, and like she bought me this thing that was like – it was really cool, actually. Uh, it like – you remember how on the top – of the Game Boy Color, it had like the slat at the top. You know, there was kind of like mm-hmm. an indent. It yeah, like yeah. snapped into that, and it had two forward-facing lights that shot down on the screen and illuminated the screen. But then it had a magnifying oh, yeah, glass. Yeah, I had one of those on yeah, the on the I Game Boy Color. Awesome. That's yeah. totally the one I had. Yeah, it was so good. And I was like, oh my god, I can play at night now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were also incredible. I, I remember that, reading that was an essential for me. Especially like on it was road the only trips way you could because, play. yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, remember absolutely. reading in the f- official Nintendo magazine, I think it was, or it might have been some other other dodgy magazine that we got, but it was this mod that people were doing on Game Boy Advances, where they would it was like I guess a piece of plastic with like an LED uh, strip along the bottom, and you would take your Game Boy Advance apart and you would like solder it on, and it would add like the front light to the to the game boy advance within within on the inside yeah and i really really wanted my dad to do it for me but it was it was expensive and he was like not confident i don't think that he would not break my console because that would have been really expensive then so we never ended up doing it and then the sp came out anyway but it was such a cool mod i remember thinking how amazing it was that you could have like a game boy with a a light and i I could like use it under my covers my dad used to bitch about that all the time because uh, I would always be like, oh, dad, look at this cool thing. Like, and I'd be like trying to show him my Game Boy. He'd be like, I can't. How do you see this? And like, he was like, why don't they put a backlight on this thing? <laughs> I remember he had a uh, he had a because um, he, he's a, he was a sailor, right? He sold he sailed boats for years and years and years. And he had a GPS that had a backlight on it for when you were using it at night. And he's like, why? Don't... And I remember him showing it to me. And he's like, they need to put one of these in the, in this damn Game Boy so that you can see what you're doing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, you're crazy, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Kind of kind of going back a little bit because you reminded me of a little rabbit hole I fell down just a while ago. But with like the screen updates, Um 3DSs also have that same kind of thing where you either have like a TN screen or an IPS screen on there. And I just remember like finding that out and then doing little tests on mine and finding out it was a TN screen. Oh, no. Man. 
Want the IPS? I should have. Uh, yeah, the, the IPS ones are way nicer. <laughs> I guess all of the new Nintendo 3DS is uh, probably IPS displays rather than TN. No, they're, they, it's random. Like that's wow. the whole reason I what. And you could get like one where the top is and then the bottom isn't, or reversed and everything. What the hell? That like, would be horrendous. They they mix and match them. Yeah, so. Uh, I think I've fell into it because somebody was like, I have like eight new 3DS consoles because I'm just trying to find one that has both IPS screens. And then the one they had had like a dead pixel in it. And they were just like, no. (laughs) Do y'all remember this gem too? Never Uh, used, never had one. Always wanted one to plug into the GameCube. I had four of them. I have the, the GameCube uh link connection thing so you could like plug it in for you um, play four swords that's an essential adventures animal crossing four swords crystal chronicles all and, of those uh, games sonic advance as well yeah yeah go, go yeah. for the chow garden <laughs> yeah i played all of those games i had every one of them <laughs> and was into them <laughs> Mm-hmm. You should have had a Dreamcast. That game's not it was way ahead of his time with the VMU. It was so cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, though. You know, Sega? Come on. Oh, Come on. They had some really good games. <laughs> no shade, but shade. <laughs> so, uh, one last thing I wanted to... Uh, share in, in terms of um, like memories with the GBA is I I uh, this case is the original case that I had. Was it like and, a Mad Cats thing? Yeah, it's a uh, Pelican. Okay, and I have this Captain Underpants keychain on it. Yeah, uh, from the Scholastic Book Fair in like 2004 or whatever, and I got this like the year the Game Boy oh, came out. Those 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 book fairs, yeah, where they used to sell Dude. you books at like above retail price. They were <laughs> they were First always. One, I don't know how this is in such good shape. Like, why isn't this more beat you... up? This was in my pocket all the time. But anyway, um, <laughs> my yeah, brother so used that exact same case. No, exact oh, really? Yeah, that's so funny. Yes. It was a great case. I mean, it had. Uh, <laughs> It had the interior pocket for the the device. On the back, you had a slot for a bunch of games, and there was like a thing where you could put a link cable. Like mm-hmm. it was a it was a really good case. Um, I mean, you can see it's still in great shape. I carried this all over the place. Oh, that's awesome. Um, the, I, so, like this case specifically with the Captain Underpants thing. Like when I think of the Game Boy, I think of this bag you know it's so funny <laughs> i can't believe this bag survived and i don't know where my original game boy advances <laughs> uh, i have no idea where my original game Boy advances but as we went through on stream on tuesday and i recommend anyone that's interested go check out the vod i have a bunch of like pristine boxes uh like ridiculously okay really, boxes with a load of posters so in jealous. them they used to give you i want posters. that poster yeah. so bad dude they i want that posters poster. i've got it's good. on the back it's like a, it tells you all about how the link cable works so you can like do i this had weird, s- like, three of those stuff. link cables uh there's tons of them i've got there's there's like a poster in every single one of these boxes they used to just chuck them in to sell you things it was so cool uh, so that was like a fun trip down memory lane that we went we went down um on stream today <laughs> i we should you should clip that part out at least and and we should just throw that up 
on the YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, I think I will. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take it out because the the second half's uh, Elden Ring, but I'll put the first yeah. half, like the first just hour, up, the... and we'll just do it publicly on YouTube so everyone to have a look at. Put it up like mm-hmm. the same day as this, so everybody can have like mm-hmm. a nice little companion piece. Also, on that episode, Steve, myself, and I did nothing. Uh, it didn't happen. Did not happen. Our Patreon producer, Smoky Smoky Shake. Shake. We all did our best Wario impression. So uh, if you want to hear that, go check it out. (laughs) Um, Okay. So to wrap up the show, we're going to talk about our favorite GBA games. We each have a top five, uh, as well as some honorable mentions. And we're going to go through them like we did on our Mario episode back on episode uh, 29. And we're going to just go through and kind of, you know, we'll each name our top five, we'll tally a score, and then we'll use that score to make a top, you know, five or ten, I guess. We'll, 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 we'll debate about it, and we'll see what we end up going with. Um, <laughs> and then we'll have our definitive list of flip screen games, Game Boy Advance games. Uh, but before that, we had a couple comments from uh, a few of you listeners from the community that I wanted to throw in here where you named some of your favorite games. So Mango wrote in and said... Pokemon Emerald is all I have to say. Oh, and also Mario Tennis Power Tour. So not all you had to say. <laughs> but, I mean, still, very prestigious company there, those two games. Great ones. Uh, we'll see if they show up on our lists. Uh, Ray from the community said, There's too many to count. The GBA is honestly one of my favorite consoles. Metroid Fusion slash Zero Mission, Minish Cap, Mother 3, WarioWare, Wario Land 4. The list could go on. Hard to believe it's 21 now. It sure is. It sure is. <laughs> is has, it, has it been like 21 years or 20 years since a Warrior Land game came out? Is that really how long yeah. I've been waiting? I mean, that game wasn't even new, right? Wasn't Warrior Land 4 a port? No. Or was that new? That was new. It was okay. fresh. It was new. All we right. had Warrior World after that, but it's not the same. It's not the same. Not the same. Not the same. Bring it back. Bring back Warrior Land, Nintendo. To Walk make other Hula. people feel older as well, Ratatouille had a game on the GBA, so... Yeah, so there you go, fell old. Apparently that's old enough to happen. <laughs> oh, no. I can't even think about that for too long. Wakahula <laughs> wrote in and said, I remember visiting my grandparents on a holiday in the summer of 2001 in Greece and my grandma buying Golden Sun for me after I begged her for hours. Man, I love this game so much. The mix between fake and real 3D and sprite work is so beautiful. I hope they remake the first one someday. You're not alone in that. Everyone's always asking for uh, a Golden Sun remake. And then the Tyler Olsen wrote in and said, Pokemon Pinball Ruby and Sapphire for the GBA was my jam. Nice. Another great one. Another great one. Awesome. It's kind of crazy to me how many games, like hearing through that list, that I just missed on the GBA. But I know my list is going to be very different to yours because I didn't have that many games on the Game Boy Advance and the ones I did weren't like the the heavy-hitting big games that most people think about i never played metro infusion and minish cap until i was older mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and i never owned them that's crazy really i i have so many games and i cut like a lot of them i cut a ton of games just to make like my my honorable mention list was almost like three you can only times have one honorable mention did we tell you that that's all that's all you're allowed pete so you have to cut all the no. other ones as well fuck off list. <laughs> Fuck off with that. No. All right. Uh, I think I have well, a top. I'm going to cheat by putting shout outs, ones that aren't on this list at all. No, they're not at honorable mentions, they're but they have shout-outs. to be shouted out. I have eight <laughs> honorable mentions, and I'll just go through them quickly. 
you know. Um, but we'll do that <laughs> at, the, at the end because Steve made the point last time that if we go through the honorable mentions, you'll know what's not on the list. Exactly. And I don't like that. So we'll go yeah. through our list. We're going to do it round robin style. We'll each give our five, our four, our three, so on and so forth. If this is your first time tuning in or first time seeing a list episode, uh, the fifth game will get one point. The number one game on each person's list will get five points. So the max a number of points a game can get is 15, um, and the least number it can get is one. And then if there's a tie, we shift out the game below it. So it'll be... We have to decide between the three of us which one gets right. that we number vote. one spot and then the number two spot. So right. and there we'll, will be a comprehensive we'll, list. Yeah, and we'll name like a top ten basically based on this list, I guess. And we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. Because I don't know, there might be a lot of crossover. It's hard to say. But we'll have at it. least a definitive top five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Chewie and I are going to have a fair amount of crossover. I, I don't. I don't think so at all. Julie and I've got some think? weird ones. No. I've got some weird ones, but I've also got like, you know, some that I think should be on there. Top I five feel, ones. I feel like we talked around it, and I think he and I already have three that are on the same. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll go first, I guess, with my number five, uh, which is The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap. So uh, this is a great game. It is the only, I believe, the only original. Zelda game on the Game Boy Advance. And um going to just fact check myself like on this come? next. Yep, I was going to say, this is also uh, one. I think it was the last one that they made um, because they had, of course, done um, Oracle of Ages and Seasons on the Game Boy Color, which were beloved um, and great. And then, uh, yeah, the Minish Cap was, was their GBA entry. And I, I just think it's a really great game. It's really delightful. It has a great personality. I, I like the ha- the cap as a uh, um, as a Zelda companion, right? And I thought that the whole, you know, the the gimmick of having the large parts of the map and the small parts of the map was something that they they really played with in a way that was was interesting and cool. And I loved like you'd be in a forest and then you'd shrink down and go into like a stump and find like a little bug city or something like that, you know? (laughs) And just like those kind of moments were, were really cool. And this is a game I got to, um, later. Like I played it, I think, I think it was, yeah, you know what? It was after the GBA had already been retired. Um, and I remember it was actually a game I played for the first time on emulator. Um, and it was one of the first games I like, played on the visual boy advance when i was like oh my god you can emulate games um and it was one that i had just missed when it was contemporary and always wanted to try it um and felt like super rewarded um that i got to get into it and like i played the entire thing on a mouse and keyboard because i hadn't figured out like controllers and pads oh. and stuff you know, i was that, like 12 you know? i can't decide if i like the controls on that but it's really the when you think about it it's the only way they could have done it because you only had two face buttons and then you had like the shoulder buttons but for like mm-hmm. i think it's the shoulder buttons like the action button right if I remember correctly, I felt like I was clicking that. I couldn't all tell you the time on it. It was really <laughs> weird. But you know, I, I don't know. I just I think it's a game that that kind of gets forgotten a little bit. Like I think there are a lot of people that who like it, who stand for it, but I don't think it like gets brought up often in the conversation of you know best Zelda games. Um, but it's one that I always really remember and look back on fondly. Um, and I, I like the Toon Link uh style right and like i think 
This it's my is favorite one of, the... of the Link styles, to be perfectly honest. I love that. I think this is the best game that isn't Wind Waker that yeah. uses Toon Link. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, yeah, love the Minish Cap. Everybody should check it out. Let's get a port. They should. It's solid. So, my my number five is one that's going to be on all of your lists, which is GT Advance Championship Racing. Uh, from, from THQ Games. <laughs> He's got the box and everything. I've got the box and everything. Which, according to IGN Pocket, is the most impressive real-world handheld racing game available. So they say. Wow. But this was this was really good, this game. It, it had licensed cars from like um, people like Honda, Nissan. I remember the Nissan Cube was in here, which was one of my favorite cars of all time. And rather than... It was sort of like arcadey, but sort of simulatory at the same time. And it was just, it was awesome to be able to play this and have like 3D games on a handheld, having come from the Game Boy Color. It was like mind blowing to me. Like, oh my God, you know, these cars look so realistic. And I'm going around this completely flat course with no sense of horizon whatsoever. But this is like amazing. This is next level. Um, and, and like you would go and clearly inspired by Gran Turismo, except called GT Advance. And in Japan, it's just <laughs> called GTA, which is just crazy to me. Um, <laughs> and and it had like all the same tuning stuff. Like I remember going in, it's like change out your air filter, change your exhaust. And you were like tune up all your cars and then go through. Like they took a lot from it. The one annoying thing I remember and and is that they didn't have uh, saves. It didn't have like battery a battery save system, and it would give you a password at the end of every single oh, course yeah, that you completed. So you had to that like happened write with a lot of games. It was ridiculous. It was such a bummer. Yeah, yeah, and you had to like write down a password in an. I ha- I think I had like a notebook that I used to write them down in, and it was a great way to like cheat. Because you could you could come back in and you could like you could completely cheat if you wanted to and just like get someone else's password and like put it in. But man, oh, yeah. what a goofy ass system! Just just come up with put a battery pack in. Don't cheap out. Just mm-hmm. just let me just let me save the game. <laughs> it's just every single you know time what, you though? boot it up, you had to put the password in. The funny yeah. thing is though, with the password system, right? Like all the batteries in those cartridges go dead eventually right the password systems for always gonna work yes yeah, forever future proof system that's true so there is that <laughs> all right chewy number five all right mine WarioWare twisted I, I think it's fair to say that i'm gonna put a WarioWare game up there there were a couple of them for game boy advance i think it was micro games and then twisted but twisted I, every once in a while before like the Wii, before gyro controls, before like you know the home console started messing with those, Nintendo liked putting that stuff in like special cartridges for for their games. So like yep. I remember til- Kirby Tilt and Tumble had mm-hmm. that whole thing where you just like you know you can move, the whole control was motion like you move the it had like the a game ball boy. inside the cartridge or something like it was yeah. super weird. Yeah, it was wild. And then um, I think they did a Yoshi one, too, like Yoshi Topsy Turvy or something like that. Oh, Um, yeah. But WarioWare Twisted was a Game Boy Advance game, had one of those special cartridges that gave it like gyro and I think rumble, too. Nice. Um, But it was so fun. It was just so cool to see like them 
I, I felt like this was the era of WarioWare that like started doing like all these different gimmicks for how they played them. And so Twist was all about like motion games and stuff. And then this led to like touched on the DS, which was like all the touch screen controls and stuff. And then the Wii had its smooth own moves. stuff going on with smooth moves. Yeah. So I think this really launched it into those like weird gameplay gimmicks that I think fits really well for like more than any other series. I think it works for WarioWare. So yeah, this one always stands out. And there were, oh man, there are callbacks to this one in um, WarioWare Gold. There's some of like the motion control stuff on that one too. So it, it, it's such a fun one. It's such a different way to like look at the games. And, you know, I, I always like when they, they change it up with WarioWare. I think that's the one series where I'm like, yeah, do something different every time. I don't care. New gimmicks are fine <laughs> with this series. Sure. All right. Okay, so then uh, next up, I have number four, Advance Wars. Ooh. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have Advance Wars on this one, right? I mean, come on. I wouldn't uh, have made course, my top five, I don't think. I, I think that's <laughs> frankly crazy, but you know what? I, I respect it. You know, you do what you gotta do. Um, but for me, Advance Wars was definitely like one of the games that defined the GBA um, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was my first taste of of tactical RPGs um, or at least like this kind right um, there's another game uh, that we might talk about later um, but yeah it this was one that really was like a, a, a very common game for me to go back to right like it was one that like mm-hmm jump in jump out it was super easy it was a great tv game right it was like a great like you know um especially when it was one of the interesting things about the gba is like the first half of the gba i was very much still into pokemon and then around the middle of its life cycle is when i remember getting kind of like uh some outward like societal pressure that like it was no longer (laughs) acceptable for me to like pokemon that i was like a baby game and I was too old for it. And I remember having that kind of shift, right? Where I like, I wasn't playing Pokemon anymore, but you know, I still like my turn-based RPGs. And that was when I got into the tactical side of things. And, and this was a That's game. It's so that, weird like, that you didn't go and play another turn-based RPG, like, you know, Final Fantasy sitting right there and you just decided to go and play Advanced. I mean, I did play a lot of Final Fantasy. <laughs> uh, if we had had uh, a top 20, um there's another they had the uh, been on there <laughs> i think it was it was i forget what it was called it was final fantasy one and two something advance and they did a, a packaged collection of those two games and played mm-hmm. the shit out of those um so yeah i definitely that that also happened but um but it gets so confusing too like are those actually was that actually six no at that point i think they started putting in like the actual numbers right yeah it was yes. yeah yeah okay yeah. okay i believe so anyway man i um, get so confused with that whole it's insanely thing. Confusing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh advanced war is definitely one that has has a place in my heart for sure and like i was really excited when they announced the remaster um you know obviously that's been uh kind of pushed back indefinitely um right now so we'll see when we do get our hands on it, but when uh, when it does come, 
it's a game that like I am just so excited to see. Online another. multiplayer. Hundred hours into yeah, Chewy, I'll play you every night, bro. Like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> just go play war like if you need someone to fill the time, go play war group multiplayer. Like there must be some community made mods like, on there I, that you could download. Yeah. I love Wargroove, but the fact that Advanced Wars is, like, on the horizon, I don't want to, like, get my fill, and then when that comes out, I don't feel like playing it anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, right now I'm itching for it, but I don't I don't want to scratch that itch too well. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, yeah. I loved Wargroove. Wargroove is one of my favorite games on the Switch, and that's <laughs> that's why. Fair, fair yeah. enough, yeah. I mean, Wargroove's great. You know, there's, there's dogs in it, so I was I was sold on it. Like those cute little <laughs> cute little dogs can do no wrong. Uh, so my my number four also that is on any of you list again. I had a, a limited collection of games, so these are the games that I've played and probably owned. Some of them I didn't own, but it's the Pac Man collection. <laughs> I love Pac Man a lot, and this had a bunch of games in that I've I had never heard of until I had the collection. Uh, Pac Mania, Pac Man Arrangement, and Pac Attack. Pac Attack is like. I, I guess Tetris meets Puyo Puyo and like you build them up and you have to make it so Pac-Man goes and eats all the ghosts that are lit up blue and like he it builds out like a maze and then you you eat them it's really strange to go, to go look for a video of, of Pac-Attack it's it's absolutely bizarre and then like um, Pac-Mania was like a 3D version Pac-Man Arrangement was like the base game but they like made it look fancy but it was really cool I played the, I played the hell out of this uh, it was one of my go-tos when I just wanted like a a casual game, like if I was in a waiting room or something, I would just pull out pull out my GBA and I would just play some Pac-Man because you know it was like a an arcade a puzzle game. You could just play a little bit. It's kind of been uh, that kind of game's been taken over now by mobile. I kind of miss it. Like I do kind of miss just being able to boot up a console that's dedicated just for games and just play some good old classic games. It good was really good fun. Attack. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm showing it on screen right now. It's the SNES version, so I don't. I'm sure it maybe looked a little different on GBA, but that was probably exactly the same. To be honest, it was. They're just like it's probably just pack in ROMs of the SNES <laughs> games. <laughs> All right, Chewy number four. All right, my next one. Yeah. Oh man, I was so torn making this list, but th- this one was a pretty easy pick. I think uh, Golden Sun. Just super right. amazing RPGs. I, I mean, Golden Sun 1 and 2 are both on the GBA. The third one, it's on the DS. It's not worth playing. But this, these games were just incredible. They were like, I think my exposure to like JRPGs definitely increased around the GBA. And just like playing this one was such a different take to what I was used to coming from like, you know, playing Pokemon and growing up with that and just seeing like how the systems worked and all the summons and things like that. It was just like this, this blew my mind. This to my, this day is still like, I would love to eventually make a game like slightly inspired by this. I would do it differently, of course, but I think there's a lot of stuff that it does that I'm just like, yeah, this is a cool direction for an RPG. So yeah, Golden Sun, just delightful. It's oh, I guess we should shout out too. Like it's on the Wii U eShop. Um, you can get the first two as well, and a, a lot of games are just gonna disappear 
at least like legal means to getting them are disappearing very soon. So if you're you've ever been interested, like uh, and and you have a Wii U, I know those are hard to come by as well now. <laughs> but it was yeah, so annoying you couldn't play them on 3ds. Like, I, I really yeah. wish it wasn't just those ambassador like ones that you could play it on. Yeah, yeah, and man, they're so like they're so cheap and affordable on there too. It's like seven bucks for it. So instead, yeah. you got to go try and find a a decent cartridge. I guess you could get a replica, one of those those uh, like yeah. EverDrive um, cartridges as well as an option. But it it really does suck that you we can't just play these on on a Switch because that's where they should be playable. Yeah. yeah, everything. Just bring GBA to Switch Online. That would be oh man <laughs> even that though right like it's it's a half measure like i want to be able to buy whatever games i want right i don't want to yeah, have to have, wait for you'll you have to like bring... a selection you're gonna wait for like six months for the game you really want to come out and if by it that comes point at all, you'll just be like right? oh I'm, yeah because mm-hmm. like how many of the games are games that aren't nintendo right like one of the games on my list one of the highest games on my list i'll say is not a nintendo published game it would probably not come that's frustrating yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So number three for me is Kirby Nightmare and Dreamland. Oh. So this is, uh, I would say, my favorite Kirby game, uh, if if forced to choose. It is a uh, remake, kind of reimagining of the uh, of of Dreamland, Kirby's Dreamland. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, uh, man, I'll tell you what, like this game was such a, like, this was a huge one for me. I played a ton of, uh, of nightmare in dreamland and I like, I remember getting this for Christmas, uh, the year it came out and like having it have been like, you know, on my wish list and, you know, circling it in a magazine. Like I remember going through all of that and then getting it Christmas morning. And, you know, I always got a ton of video games on Christmas because it was my only hobby and the only thing I asked for really. (laughs) And this was the first game I played. I remember taking it like to my grandmother's house and like getting, you know, a couple worlds in day one, getting like the last boss fight, you know, a couple like weeks later and like, just feeling like it, you know, like I remember feeling like it was like this big achievement that I had beaten this game, right? And I was like, oh, I beat Nightmare like crazy, you know? And like, <laughs> I just, I I have such a, a fondness for this game. And like, I think it's, it's pixel art is beautiful. It has a fantastic soundtrack. You know, I think for my money, it's, it's my favorite non-Mario platformer on the GBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when come I on, think of what... On. He sat right there, Pete. Warrior Land sat right there. Please, please. <laughs> I never played Warrior Land. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, Kirby's Nightmare in Dreamland, uh, bona fide classic, in my opinion. And uh, a game that, like, I I think back to a lot. You know, when I think of the GBA, it's one of the first games that comes to mind for me. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never know, played I spent... it, actually. I've, I've, I don't think I've ever played a two, like a pixely Kirby game. If you were going to, this would be my suggestion. I think this game I, is so good and it holds up. Yeah. All Do right. you think Forgotten Land is going to surpass it for you as your favorite Kirby game? 
I hope so. That'd be cool. Um, I, I never say never, you know, um, I feel like it has a bit of a uphill battle in terms of the fact that like, I really, really love Super Nintendo Genesis era, like 16 bit pixel art a lot. And I love chiptunes a lot. And the aesthetic (laughs) and vibe of that game is, I think one of the big things that makes it stick in my mind, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I I hope so. I hope it's the best Kirby game ever. The Switch has produced a lot of best Nintendo franchise games ever, so I hope this is the latest. But for my money, that's the best Kirby game. So my number three is uh, Game of Watch Gallery Advance, otherwise known as oh, Game of Watch Gallery Four. I love that game. <laughs> I love so that game. Such a fun one. Uh, I I had Game of Watch Gallery three on the Game Boy Color. It was one of those black cartridges that could be played like backwards compatible on the original Game Boy and the Game Boy Color. And then Game Boy, uh, the Game Boy Advance version of that Game and Watch Gallery four or Game of Watch Gallery Advance, just like took it to the next level. Like the graphics mm-hmm. were so much better. There was the music room you could go to. You could like play the classic version or the new version like if you played enough of the new version and got to like a certain point it would unlock the original and you could like go back and play what it would have been like to play on an original game and watch which was really cool had some of my all-time favorite games in there with chef mario cement factory donkey kong jr donkey kong 3 the original donkey kong fire boxing it was just an absolute slam dunk of a package i loved game i loved game and watch gallery um and I think this was probably the game I spent most time in on the GBA just because I would go back and I would constantly keep playing them all. And because you you didn't get all of them at once, like you had to play them and reach a certain level and then you would unlock the next game, you would unlock the next game or you'd unlock something in like the, the music room or the gallery corner or whatever. It was really cool how they, how they did it and there was always something new to find. It was really fun. Man, I didn't I forgot about this game like until you brought it up but i loved this game my best friend uh had this and i remember he loaned it to me after he had already like unlocked everything so i just got it and i was like oh there's so oh, yeah so many much games yeah. <laughs> it's awesome yeah oh my god what a what a good one what a good one okay chewy awesome number three my next one uh this one was definitely one that had to be here Final Fantasy Tactics. This was my launch Let's into the, the tactical RPGs for sure. So Final Fantasy Tactics just takes like all of that awesome stuff from Final Fantasy and lets you really take it to the next level by making your guys so incredibly powerful. <laughs> I spent, before beating like the main story in this game, I, I think I clocked 100 hours on it just because I had to like go all out and make a unit for every single class in the game because I was like I want to make sure I have all of my options open for me at every point in time so yeah it was such a fun game to uh, just enjoy the 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 story is great it's got a bunch of really cool levels and it just it, it has so much freedom in terms of like building up a party that 
I don't think any other tactical RPG really does because this one's really like you recruit random people in like the inns and pubs or whatever the break places are and you can just turn them into whatever you want and that like that doesn't even exist in like fire emblems like everybody i mean later on they kind of mess with that but like everybody is a character you know whereas this one it's just like you could just grab whoever off the street <laughs> and yeah and it would be it, like there there are there are named characters who are like in mm-hmm. the story and like you know whatever but like some of your best units are just randoms that you recruit yeah. at some random bar and then you choose their trajectory as like a character and it's it's awesome um yeah yeah it was just i loved that aspect to it just the fact that you could build things and it's honestly like one of the main reasons i'm interested in like triangle strategy just to see like another square tactical rpg out there um i haven't picked it up yet but i did get the prologue which is like the first three chapters so i I might play that a lot on my trip coming up Um, there's that elysium game coming out as well right i can't remember what it's called something elysium that's also from from square enix that looks exactly like this and i remember when it was announced everyone was like oh my god it's the new final fantasy tactics and it wasn't it was like a brand new franchise i think they announced or am i a sequel to a really old franchise that they're resurrecting it was very weird i don't know (laughs) um but yeah tactics advance it's so good it's just it's another one that's on the wii u eShop, and i can't recommend it enough it's so solid nice so i'm gonna go my number two is also final fantasy tactics advance so nice. i can let this b-roll just keep rolling <laughs> uh, i adore this game i almost made it my number one it came very very close um i oh, I, w- I wonder what's your number one is looking at your list there's no possible way I could figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I I came very close to making this my number one. And uh, this game is, I think, the game... It might be the game I spent the most time with on the Game Boy Advance. Like you said, Chewie, I, I think I put probably over 100 hours into it before completing it. Um, I did, like, everything. And it's funny, because I remember uh, the first time I, I... I had never broken a bone... And then in like the fifth grade, um, right around the time that this game came out, I broke my ankle, and I had um, a was pretty over bad the summer? break. Did you turn into no? Like it was Bart over. Simpson? It was over winter break, so like Christmas break, I had a broken ankle. Sucked. Um, so that have entire you, have you got to that Simpsons episode though. I haven't yet. Oh, okay. That's a classic. When you get there, I want to. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> Talk about it on uh, one more thing. Um. So I I remember my my parents had gotten me this for Christmas and they gave it to me a few weeks early because I was stuck inside and I couldn't do anything and I was just like stuck sitting inside. And I remember the day they gave it to me, I think I played it for like eight, ten hours or something like that. And I remember my dad um, had like left and come back and was like, are you still playing that game? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. He's like, okay, well, don't don't beat it yet like you got a you got a lot of you got a lot of like broken leg time left like you know and i was like ah don't worry it's gonna be fine and i i was right there was a lot of game left it was not a problem <laughs> it's like an advert for duracell batteries like he went out he came home you're still playing it eight hours later and then the like pink rabbit comes up and it's just like yep just keeps on going <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know i 
this was the I think the first Final Fantasy game that I ever really really clicked with. Like I I, I can't remember if I played this before I played nine and ten or or mm-hmm. if it was one of those first. But I I played this longer and got more into it and and was definitely the first one I had ever beaten. Um and yeah, it's just like it's it's a game that looms in my mind. You know, like I think back on this game a lot. I remember this being a game that like. Chewy or I brought up at one point and we're like, yo, like, yes, because <laughs> like there are a lot of people that remember this game fondly, but it's definitely was not as mainstream as some of the other big games on the GBA. Um, so it always felt like kind of an obscure game to love as much as I do. Um, but yeah, such a such a big one for me. This was my first, you know, like, but went well, well before I got into Fire Emblem Three Houses, right? Like this was my you know, point of reference for the tactical RPG. Um, at least one that, you know, like, obviously Advance Wars as well, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, just, like, the story of, like, you know, it's, like, these this group of kids in this, like, you know, quiet little town, and they're, like, playing in the snow, and they all get transported into this. They're just having a snowball this, fight. Yeah, and they That's get it. transported into yeah. this magical world, and, you know, like, you gotta find your little brother and all your friends and, like, build this army around you so that you can try to get back home, and, yeah, I don't know, it just, it it was a perfect game for me at the perfect time, and I just, it's it's always it's always been one that I think back on. You ever played the original PlayStation game, Fun Fantasy Tactics? It's funny, I did, because uh, I loved Advance so much, my, my best friend, um loaned me up the a copy of the PlayStation version cuz that was like his tactics and uh and I remember I tried it and I was like yeah this is this is good but I don't like it as much and I think I replayed yeah. Tactics Advance <laughs> <laughs> That's fair I mean uh, it Tactics Advance came came way after it so I can imagine they learned quite a lot from from the original Yeah cuz like, also Tactics you know, was like 97 something like that something was an like old, that like an yeah 96 97 um and you know advance was obviously many years later but also it was portable so yeah popped it in my ds and was like let's rock let's play this one again (laughs) so my number two and it's wild because i never thought i would be this person like i've totally changed my gaming tastes in the last year or so i don't even know who you are anymore yeah i know my my number two is uh metroid fusion now i I chalked this up. I was like, is this recency bias? Because I've just finished it on, on Twitch and I had a really good time with it. But I don't think it is. I think this is just one of the best games on the GBA. It's a really, really good game. It has a, I, I think it has a really good story, actually. Um, I was compelled with what was going on. I loved the monster design. I loved the level design. I loved the music. I was genuinely scared by it, like, playing it as a 29 year old i can't imagine what like 10 year old me would have thought playing this game i probably would have screamed and like jumped and like dropped my gba (laughs) it was it was really good like it's it shows its age in places i think it could do with having more save rooms and and a better checkpoint system which was fine playing it in an emulator because i was able to do save states and things but i can't imagine what playing it like is uh, a kid would have been i don't know if i would have beat it as a kid because it's quite a hard game but playing it now i was so glad I, I was able to to finish it and it it's one of those gaming accomplishments for me i had such a good time with metroid fusion hell yeah i was hoping it That's would awesome. make your list 
It had to. <laughs> All right. My number two, this is the one that's like, I don't think anybody knows it or remembers it as fondly as I do, but Bomberman Tournament. This one was... Uh, I think this Bomberman game had the most unique story mode to any Bomberman game that's ever come out. It's like a mix. Uh, it's like an action-adventure game, but you also have some monster collecting in there where all these monsters have different powers that you can get and stuff like that. And I played this forever. Like, not only the story mode, but also the multiplayer mode, because it had... Um, you, you know, you could use the link cables, connect with four friends, play with each other. So many, any trip where I was in the car with my friends and my brother, we would all be playing Bomberman the whole trip. It was great. And then, yeah, whenever people couldn't play with me, I was just like, you know what? Let's just keep digging into this story mode. And yeah, th this stuck, it stood out for me. It, it gave me like real like Digimon vibes and that sort of thing. And that was just like... I the height of my interest of Digimon too, so it was it was a lot of good things coming together. So, yeah, it had it nice. all: party, story, and just tons of fun. Never, right. never, ever um, have I ha have I heard of this game. But according to Wikipedia, mm -hmm. apparently, Bomberman Tournament contributed to Activision's revenue going up thirty percent in uh in the first, second quarter of 2001 and they attributed that entirely to bomberman tournament and tony hawk's pro skater 2 on the uh gba tony hawk's pro skater 2 is also really good that was awesome mm -hmm. that one almost made it to my honorable mentions as well <laughs> yeah well i mean i believe it because that game is awesome it's so man <laughs> nobody has played it but somehow everybody it got it <laughs> if it did that well <laughs> so awesome all right so coming up on our last picks my number one game on the game boy advance is unsurprisingly i would imagine pokemon emerald <laughs> had to do it to him <laughs> uh you know i'm a big pokey boy we all know this uh, of course, I think Gen 2 um, of this era, right, of, of the, the first couple Gens, like Gen 2 is always the one that stood out to me as being the best. But I remember what a big deal this game felt like at the time and like what a, a massive improvement it felt like in, in terms of graphics, in terms of, you know, um, environmental kind of like, diversity i mean the game gets a lot of criticism because like a lot of the map is water like a lot of it um but like <laughs> you had the dive ability and you were going underwater and like you know you had like the secret bases and uh it's a great decks you know gen 3 had a lot to offer and particularly i think like the additions that they made with emerald were were really really good and i think that you know um it is one of the examples of them really making good use of the the third version to like you know really iterate and add something meaningful um, with like the battle tower stuff. Like, yeah, there's there's a lot of really good stuff in, in Pokemon Emerald, and um, it's another one that like 
when I look to go back and play an old Pokemon game, like Emerald is is often like a, a top candidate. Um, it's been a really long time though. I haven't played Gen three in years and years, so maybe it's time uh, for uh, for uh, a return visit there. But yeah, I don't know if they keep ch- chunk- chucking out two Pokemon games a year at this rate, you're never gonna have time. To I'll never have time. I know. <laughs> what am I? What am I ever gonna have time to play an old game? So yeah, Pokemon Emerald, classic absolute classic you know i wh- what more needs to be said it's pokemon and it's <laughs> one of the best ones it's true i've i've never played it but i will i will take your word for it if it's if it's on this list i can imagine it's probably the best one on the system yeah so my, definitely my number one's gonna surprise absolutely no one who has ever listened to this podcast it's warrior land 4 it's my <gasps> all-time favorite what? game on the Game Boy Advance, I absolutely even got it adore right this there. game. Yeah, I do have it boxed. It's in great condition. I love this game. Uh, same same game engine as Metroid Fusion. Metroid Fusion uses it the looks Warrior like Land. it actually. Yeah, it uses I'm looking the Warrior at the Land Four engine. <laughs> yeah, it looks very similar actually. Uh, Is it a so Metroidvania? Uh, no, no, it's not. It's it's. It's just a standard platformer. You go to the different um, areas. There's like an overworld. You can like shoot off to all the different areas. You have to unlock them all. And then eventually you unlock like the big pyramid. Uh, but there's like a bunch of mini games, a bunch of bosses, mini bosses and bosses you have to beat. So the, it, I guess in some ways there's maybe some Metroidvania elements because you can go back to specific areas, but it's not. You like you're lo- unlocking abilities and going back to them, but... Um, you can see how it kind of works in Fusion. If you've played Warrior Land 4, like you have that area in Fusion with all the lifts and those lifts kind of take you to the different areas that you go to. That's kind of like the the main section in Warrior Land 4. That's like the pyramid where you would shoot off into all of the different areas and, and select which level you want to go to. So you can kind of see how it how it works similarly in terms of the game engine. But yeah, this is, for my money, the best platformer on the GBA um i think it's absolutely phenomenal it looks amazing it has great gameplay it's really goofy it's really fun and i just really really wish they would make another one i've been wanting another warrior land for so many years at this point and i've never got one and so hopefully one day nintendo will will listen to me and actually make one that i can't be the only one that remembers this game fondly and Blame wants, warioware dude this. Uh, warioware like, yeah. totally changed the trajectory of wario as a character you know i know it made him more true. boring though it was just like you just put him pigeonholed him into doing that one thing when he was like this really cool character like luigi still shows up in other games yeah he yeah he was like a ghost hunter and had a mansion game but then he he showed up in other games. He was still in the the Mario and Luigi games. Like, mm-hmm. just they can do other things. They don't have to just do the same thing all the time. But yeah. if you haven't already, go check out Warrior Land Four. I don't know if it's available on the Wii U. Joe will probably be able to tell me if it is or not. Um, I can imagine it would be because it's a Nintendo published title, and they just chucked. I think they chucked all of them on there. Um, but uh, yeah, weren't you saying when we out. talked about Mario Brothers two that you don't, you didn't like that you had to like jump on characters and throw them? It's exactly what I'm seeing Wario do right here. No, I said it was the only one that you did, right? Yeah, oh, okay. it was it was different. It was new. You came from like the previous Mario games, like that was that was something okay. that wasn't part of Mario. But that I thought I remember you saying something you, you have to do. 
That is absolutely something you have to do in, in Warrior Land. He controls so differently, though. Like, his sense of gravity, the way he feels, is really strange considering it's, like, a 2D game, but he feels really different. And there's, like, these things where, like, this big cow-looking thing will, like, throw bubbles at you and make you super, super fat, like fatter than Wario usually is. And then he's, like, really heavy and he moves so slowly. And when you jump, he, like, thuds down on the floor and can break the ground and stuff. It's really fun. It's such a good game. I love that game. Oh, and there's like all these bonus collectibles to find as well. Like, sorry, I just remember there's all these bonus collectible like CDs that you can find in all the levels. And you go back and you can like listen to all the music. It's really cool. All right. Okay, I'll shut up now. What's Cherry's number one? Chewing? Number one. <laughs> well, it's a game that nobody else has talked about. Just kidding. It's Pokemon Emerald. Pokemon Emerald yeah I agree so I kind of similarly to you Pete it was definitely like I was at a little bit of a break with Pokemon um I had a lot of fun playing Silver version that was like the last one I played prior to Emerald and then there's just like a big gap and I remember my brother picked up Pokemon Sapphire version And I watched him play it, and I was just like, man, Pokemon's really fun. I'm going to get this. (laughs) And I think by the time I got around to it, the third version, Emerald, had come out. And I was like, sweet, well, I guess I'll get this one since it's like, you know, the the big new version of Pokemon for this generation. And yeah, I just remember having a good time with it. And it was like, you know, just one of those weird times where you feel like you're, you should be like growing out of these things and stuff and trying to get into more mature stuff and kids at school are pressuring more of that direction. And I'm like, you know what? No, that's not me. I'm just going to keep playing Pokemon games. So, yeah, picked it up, had a great time. Um, Definitely, I think Emerald is still, to this day, the Pokemon game I played the most out of all of them. Like, uh, I will say Legends Arceus is now getting up there. Like, I've I've passed 100 hours on that one, but, like, I, I probably had, like, 300 or so on Emerald, and that was, like the file that I've since deleted and restarted, like after I transferred all of the Pokemon I had to whatever the next game was, I was like, well, time to go at it again. Have Um, you still got any of those Pokemon like in Pokemon Home? Yeah. Have they followed you all the way? I have. uh, I think Gen 3 was when they started being able to be uh, transferred over to those next games. So yeah, my oldest Pokemon are from emerald wow yeah you can transfer them one way from the gen 3 stuff to gen 4 and then yeah and then oh man it's such a pain to get them out (laughs) and keep getting them i'd never want to do that again yeah it's a lot of work (laughs) yeah it's a ton of work but i'm glad i i do have all of those pokemon from those days it was it's cool yeah that's awesome (laughs) all right so time to tally our list steve you got you got the numbers for us I do have the numbers, so we're going to go 1 to 10 because we're going to need to figure out who comes in first place on the way because we do have some ties. Uh, But number one is uh, Pokemon Emerald with uh, 10 points. That surprises no one. Um, (laughs) Number two is Final Fantasy Tactics with seven points. Great list. Great list so far. 
So good. Um, number three is uh, Warrior Five. So yeah, it's like Warrior Four with five. Warrior Land Four five with five points. I agree. It's a pretty good list so far. I'm, I'm uh, happy with it. Then we've got um, a tie between Metroid Fusion and Bomberman Tournament. So. Ooh, I, I stuck Bomberman Tournament in there. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm since, Pull the Pete. <laughs> since they're your two games, I'll g- I guess I'll be the tiebreaker. I'll give it to Metroid Fusion because I had That's the fair. demo cartridge with Metroid Fusion oh. on it, so I've at least played the first. There were demo that. cartridges. Did anyone have those like movie cartridges as well? Do you remember those? Yeah, I had one with like an episode of Pokemon <laughs> on it. Yeah, but there was like, like can no we sound. finish this so I can get to my shoutouts? Oh please? shit! Sorry, I forgot about the shoutouts. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up, Steve. Okay, so then it's uh, Bomberman Tournament, also with four points. And then we have a tie between Game & Watch Gallery Advance and Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland. So Chewie's Kirby. the decider on that let's one. Let's go, Kirby, let's go. It's Chewie's the decider on that one. Uh, it was Kirby and which one? Game & Watch Gallery Advance. Oh, man. All right. I will go with Kirby on this one. Hell yeah. Uh yeah, Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland wasn't the one I spent time with on GBA. It was uh, the Mirror one, the Amazing. Oh, mirror. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. like that was the original game that came out after this one. Yeah, okay. that same one, engine. That I think still solid, still pretty solid. Oh yeah, that game's great too. <laughs> so then we have a three-way tie with Golden Sun, Advance Wars, and the Pac-Man Collection. I personally think it should go to Golden Sun because we had a couple of people write in about it. But I'm also happy for it to go to Advance Wars. I don't think Batman Collection should get it. I would argue Advance Wars because I think it's one of the like most iconic GBA games, personally. Um, but I Golden Sun's great too. So Troy, I argue which... Golden Sun. <laughs> but you're the tiebreaker on this one. Since yeah, you're the tiebreaker. Picks, right? You said you don't want Pac-Man Collection, so I'll go Advance Wars then because it it is in my honorable mentions list. Okay. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, controversial, so makes... controversial question. Can we bump the pack collection and get Minish Cap number ten on this list just because it looks better? <laughs> uh, no. Can I get the no, votes for this? No, because pack my collection is number two. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, Chewy? What do you think? Maybe we maybe we get Minish Cap in there. You know. I mean, the, maybe, if that's maybe how we the maybe we up. swap Kirby round then, and that becomes number seven. <laughs> wait, you want to wait? Remove Kirby and put Minish Cap at number six. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I'm saying you know you got Kirby above Game of Watch. If Pac-Man Collections going, you know I'm moving mine up. Yo, I'll take that trade. If we move Game and <laughs> Watch to six, Kirby to seven, and we put Minish Cap on the list, I'll play politics with you like that. So we're saying Minish <laughs> Cap over Warrior. We're twisted. Fine, that's fine with me. I'm happy for that. I know the Pac-Man Collection is a niche game, um, so that's fine. And then, mm-hmm. so these are now swapped around. Feels fucked up to not have the Zelda representation on the list, you know? Yeah. Were there, mm-hmm. there weren't that many Zelda games, though. It was like this one and, like, and then the NES classic that, remix things. Yeah. Well, and there was the four, four swords, swords that, that you also needed had a Game uh, Boy, yeah. A game well, but that also had Link to the Past on it. Which was, a, that, okay. was that was a cool one. Um, all right, so honorable mentions then? Uh, well, we yeah, only got so, one, right? My honorable mentions were Minish Cap, Advance Wars, and I also had Mario Party E on there because it's a game I really, really, really want to play, and I'm visiting Ray this year 
in Scotland. I have an e-reader. I do have he one. He has a copy of Mario Party E, so I'm going to try and convince him to do a video with me on Mario Party E because I really, really want to play that game. That'd be great. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, Chewy, how about yours? Uh, I mean, I thought we could only pick one. Uh, one he comes my issue one. And then I had a bunch of shout-outs. Uh, my, my honorable mention... The one that didn't quite make it, Super Busta Move. I think it's called Super Puzzle uh, Bobble over in EU. I spent way too much time on the with these little Dino Dragon. I also played a lot blowers. of that game. I know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that is a good. That is a fun game. I've never played it on the GBA, but I have played. I think I played it on PlayStation. GBA one was fun. There were tons and tons of levels. It was basically endless for me. <laughs> that was a big road trip game for me. Um, yeah, and then the other things I had, of course, Super Mario Advance 2, which was Super Mario World, right? Um, Yoshi's Island as well. But I was like, you know what? Those, those aren't technically GBA exclusive yeah. ones. So I was like, you know what? We'll skip them. Uh, the other WarioWare, uh, Minish Cap, um, Kirby and the Amazing Mary. And then shout outs. These shout outs are things that like aren't actually GBA games. And they're ones that I... Uh, Three of them are ones games that are GBA games that I didn't own, and then the others are just like not actually GBA games. You just played them on a GBA. Uh, Banjo Kazooie, Grunty's Revenge, and Banjo's Pilot. Those are the rare games uh, that came to GBA post acquisition of Microsoft, yeah. and they they still just made some Banjo games for Nintendo for a little bit. Uh, but they, weirdly, they made like uh, Microsoft was still publishing games like Zoo, uh, Zoo Tycoon on the DS yeah. and stuff. Like they were yeah. still just putting games out on Nintendo consoles. It was really weird. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, they're still putting, like, the Cupheads and all those on Ori, Nintendo yeah. consoles. So, I mean, just keep it up, Microsoft. Keep it coming. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back Viva Pinata. Let's do Bring it. Nintendo. Um, so, I didn't actually own those. I wish I did. Maybe one day I'll go out and try to find them. Um, this, I just stumbled upon just, like, looking through and making my list. I've talked about LEGO Racer on N64 before. Apparently, there was a LEGO Racer 2 for the GBA, and it seems like it had a lot of the stuff that I liked about the first one. So I was like, cool, that's going to be on my shout outs. Uh, the last three uh, things we kind of mentioned earlier, but just all the connectivity between GBA and GameCube. Uh, there's little Animal Crossing game. Uh, you could only get a special island on your Animal Crossing if you connected your GBA. And then Four Swords Adventures and Crystal Chronicles, I played those so much. And I'm one of those few people who got to play like four players. Everybody had a Game Boy Hell Advance yeah. and everything. And that that was a cool experience. I bought- those are ones I really hope come to the Switch Online so I can actually experience them with people I'd want to play with and Crystal would want to play with me. Crystal Chronicles is there. Yeah, that game's <laughs> not good though. Um, yeah. I, I bought more than one of those GBA plugins so I could get somebody to play Minish Cap. Or not Minish Cap, Four Swords with me. Um, so Four I'm right Swords there with you, buddy. is so fun. So fun. Uh, so for my honorable mentions, um, I there are a couple games that are some of my favorite games that didn't make the list uh, for similar reasons. Like I didn't put Super Mario Advance 2 or 3, which is Super Mario World and Yoshi's Island for the same reason that Chewie didn't. I didn't put Pokemon Leaf Green because I didn't want to have two Pokemon games on a list of five. Um, so I chose Emerald. Um, so aside from those couple other games i wanted to shout out were uh legend oh same thing actually legend of zelda link to the past i that was yeah. a great port um but again i went with minish cap 
Um, so then outside of those, I had Monster Rancher Advance and Monster Rancher Advance 2. Huge Monster Rancher fan. They had great, great uh, handheld entries on, on the GBA. Um, we have Kingdom Hearts Chain now? of Memories. Sorry? Is the new one out now? I know they're doing a new Monster Rancher, right? They did the port of one, and it did come out. It came out in like December. I haven't gotten around to it yet, though, because it's been busy. Um, one of these days, though. Uh, so then, yeah, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. That was the second game in the Kingdom Hearts franchise. It was like a, it's an in-between between Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. And I was a huge Kingdom Hearts fan and was dying for 2 to come out. Um, so Chain of Memories was one that I, I got into a lot. It's weird because it's a deck-building game, but it's also an action RPG. And that mm-hmm. was something, like, I remember when it came out, I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this. But I got very, very into it and had a great time with it. I I think that game holds up really well. Uh, Man, and I need you to play Bat and Katos. I'll I'll try it. Yeah, I know you said you wanted building. it to come back this year, right? So <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it won't. But I I want it. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a game I spent a lot of time with, and um, you can get it in the Kingdom Hearts collections now. They actually did a 3D remake of it, so um, that's available for you now. But I think the GBA version is very good. That pixel art, very nice. Uh, I also had Sonic Advance. We talked a little bit about that one earlier. That's actually one of my favorite 2D Sonic games. I think the Sonic Advance trilogy is really good. And there was the Chow Garden were stuff. They, were that they was a not lot of just fun. like the, they weren't the original games? No, they, they were their own oh, games. Okay. They had like original I characters. Like Cream, uh, Cream the Rabbit was an, an original character in those games. And oh my god, I just forgot a really... I forgot a game I love. Oh my god. Um, oh, it's the Sonic... It's the one... Is it Battle? Hold on. While you're looking at it, it's reminded me and prompted me of remember yes. to remember Rayman Advance. I loved that game as well. Oh, yeah. Sonic Battle is another game that this this one was really, really fucking close. Uh, this one would have been <laughs> close to the top five. I loved Sonic Battle. Um, the whole premise of it was that like you got this uh, robot from Dr. Robotnik... And you played as all the different Sonic characters and would, like, teach him all of your different fighting moves. And then he could eventually, like, combine everybody's moveset to have his own fighting style. And, like, ah, it was just so cool. It was such a fun, weird game. Um, But I I loved Sonic Battle. Uh, And then I also wanted to shout out, this will be my last one, uh, Harvest Moon Friends of Mineral Town. I, Uh, I think that's my, probably my favorite Harvest Moon game. Um, was that the one with the light center? Or was that the one on the G- Game Boy Color? Because there was one that had a light center and it could detect if it was day or night, and it was really cool. I don't remember. All of those are on the eShops. The 3DS has, I think, all the Game Boy Color ones, and then the Wii U has the GBA ones. Oh, okay. But yeah, I I think that game rules. That is one of my. That was like one of my favorite life sims um, back in the day. Like you know when I picked up Stardew Valley. It very much reminds me of that game. I think that that game was like a big influence on that one. Um, it was the first game of its kind that I had ever experienced. Um, I had played Animal Crossing before that, but I'd never done like the farm simulation thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was that was how I got into Harvest Moon. I put mm-hmm. a lot of time yeah. My into brother that connected game. more with Harvest Moon than Animal Crossing, so he was always like getting pretty much at all of them that came out. So. It's cool. There you go. All right. So our final list to take it through you, 
uh, through it one more time for you folks is number 10, The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap. Number 9, Golden Sun. Number 8, Advance Wars. Number 7, Kirby, Nightmare in Dreamland. Number 6, Game & Watch Gallery Advance. Number 5, Bomberman Tournament. Number 4, Metroid Fusion. Number 3, Wario Land 4. Number 2, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. And number 1, Pokemon Emerald version. Fantastic list. Again, I'm so list. excited. Yeah. Claps I'm so around, excited around for more everybody. people to learn about Bomberman Tournament. It's so good. <laughs> Bomberman Tournament at number five is, I think, the only thing on this list that's wacky. Right? Like, if that, <laughs> if that was, like, a Mario Advance title, you'd be like, yeah, this is, like, this is a, this is a very conventionally... Uh, I had to ensure like we were exposure for Mario. this game. <laughs> Do, do you feel like we were biased against Mario Advance because we did the Mario list and we don't want to pull them out again? 100%. Possibly, 100%. Yeah. If we hadn't just done that, I definitely would have put Mario Advance uh, 2 higher. Super Mario yeah, World. I think so too. That was, that was one of my most played games on the Switch by a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely, definitely up there. Um, anyway, uh, great one. Thank you to everybody who wrote in. Thank you for joining us here in another episode of Nintendo Noise. Remember, if you want to connect with us, if you want to check out more of our content, head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you can find links to all the places you can get us online. You can find our P.O. Box. You can find a link to our Patreon where you can go and show your support and get all kinds of good perks and goodies, including our Patreon-exclusive podcast, One More Thing. We got a lot of good stuff for you, wherever you like getting your content, however you want to show your support, however you want to engage with the community. We got a lot of options for you, and they're all great. I'll say, right? Fantastic offerings. So go check them out. Come join us. Come hang out with us. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Nintendo Noise, and we will catch you 